Hi, and welcome to the Words of Encouragement podcast, a podcast of love, hope, inspiration, and encouragement using the Word of God for people from all walks of life. And of course, I'm your host, Arlena. Welcome, everyone, and thank you once again for joining me on another episode of the Words of Encouragement podcast. I am not sure what episode this is, but yeah, nonetheless, it's an episode. And it's an impromptu episode. Today is July 10th. Time is currently 4.37 p.m. where I'm at. It is currently cloudy or rather rainy. The last, the past week, actually, we have been experiencing some very extreme temperatures. Now, I am, now hot summers is nothing foreign to me because, yes, I have lived, I was raised there. I know about hot summers, but never have I ever experienced heat. The way I experienced heat last week. I've lived in Florida where it's extremely, extremely hot. Majority of the time. And even there, I have not experienced the temperatures that we experienced this past week. Today, or either yesterday, who knows. It's four years since I have been. Well, actually, it's three years since I've been in this city. It's um, four years in this, March was four years in this, um, in this state. So I believe it's today, it's been three years since I have been residing in this particular city. And it's been four years as of March since I've resided in this particular state. So three here and one elsewhere in the same state. Now I always heard them talk about their summers and I have experienced like I said it's been four years their summers and some days you get a little heat and like I said I'm used to because I grew up in the Caribbean Um, I also lived in Florida so yeah but the temperatures that we experienced this past weekend went to something that I have never in my life ever experienced. And that's the gospel truth. And here I was at work Tuesday where I'm in the office freezing. And time for you to get off work. And when you step outside, it's a whole different contrast. And I really understood at that point what the meaning of heat advisory meant to a whole new level. I went from freezing in the office. Can't wait to get outside to get a little heat because you know, you were freezing in the office to stepping out where it was so humid that you couldn't even 
He could barely breathe. And even though I was wearing a sun visor as well as I had an umbrella over my head like we would often do back in the Caribbean, they were no match for the extremes of that heat. I had to creep to the bus stop because where I work, um, it's a pretty big campus. So where my building is, it's like the last building on the lot practically. Any further, I, uh, <laughs> it couldn't be. So it's like a 10 to a 15 minute trek to the, to the bus stop. So I had to take my precious time because it seemed like the heat just kind of like it almost stole my breath from me. And it was then I realized that, oh my goodness, this is what it really means as heat advisory. And it reminded me that, yeah, hell is not for me. I am not designed for hell. I'm not even designed for the heat, much less hell or much less the lake of burning fire. So with that being said, the heat has not only been affecting me, it's a, you know, in where I'm at, it has also been affecting others throughout the region, even back home in the Caribbean. And it has got people thinking, not just myself, and examining life, our walk. And of course, that also includes Pastor Kreflodala, of which today's episode is going to be about. So stay tuned. You are listening to the Words of Encouragement podcast with yours truly, Arlena. Stay tuned. Welcome back, everyone. And as promised earlier, in today's episode, I will be talking about the apology or confession of Pastor Creflo Dollar of World Changers Ministry. So up next, what I'm going to do is I am going to play a snippet of audio that it's anywhere between maybe 30 seconds to about a minute at least of some of Pastor Dollar's confession. So stay tuned. And after that, I'll be back. I want to start off by saying to you that I'm still growing and that the teachings that I've shared in times past on the subject of tithing were not correct. And today I stand in and humility to correct some things that I've taught for years and believed for years, but could never understand it clearly because I had not yet been confronted with the gospel of grace, which has made the difference. 
I won't apologize because if it wasn't for me going down that route, I would have never ended up where I am right now. But I will say that I have no shame at all at saying to you, throw away every book, every tape, and every video I ever did on the subject of tithing, unless it lines up with this. I've, I've done some corrective teaching in the, in, the, in the last 10 years, but not to the degree of what we're getting ready to do now. Okay, so welcome back. Um, I have a few talking points that I would like to touch on. And you just heard the an, a bit of audio there of Pastor Creflo Dollar on his apology or confession about teaching, his wrong teachings on tithing. Now, a few years back, which I'm sure everyone is familiar with, Benny Hinn came forth and he did his version of confession, if you want to call it that, about his teachings on the same, well, not necessarily tithing, which kind of falls in the same category, but as far as preaching the prosperity gospel. If you hear any rumbling in the background, I hope my mic is not picking it up, but yeah, if you do, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's thundering. Yes, over here. Now, I would like to start off by saying I I thank Creflo for coming forward publicly. I'll give him that, okay? And this is also what I want to say. I have no problem with someone repenting of their wrongs because nobody is perfect, including my own self. However, when you are making a confession, I believe it should be wholeheartedly and it should be truthful. And for some of you, you're probably wondering like, what do you mean he, he confessed? Okay. He said something, yes. And I give him credit once again, like I said, for standing up publicly and doing that. However, he also said that he was, let me, let me just be sure. Hold on. He said he never could understand it clearly. Now that I do believe is a lie. I, 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 I wholeheartedly believe so. I do believe that Dr. Dalla, just like Benny Hinn 
and all those that follow that prosperity gospel mantra or better yet witchcraft they know exactly what they have done and what they're doing in his case what he has done for others what they're still doing I think I would have been a lot more happier had Pastor Dawa, which he started out with his confession, just admitted that what he did was wrong and just asked for forgiveness. But when he states that he did not understand it clearly, I do not believe that. They knew exactly what they were doing. Because he's been preaching this gospel for over 30 years. Now, this is something that I have never really shared on my podcast. I don't recall if I have. I don't think so. I didn't even remember it until either last night or earlier today when the Holy Spirit actually brought it back to me. Because I, that's to show you, I wasn't even thinking of it. Now... In 1996, I moved to Stone Mountain, Georgia, and I sat under Dr. Creflo Dollar for about maybe six months to almost a year. So when I left, I would still listen to some of his sermons via, you know, via the television, basically. You know, certain regions at the time I had moved back to New York and they would show him, I think, like in the mornings or I can't remember the mornings or the evenings. I, I don't remember at this point in 30 minute segments. And back then I didn't really know too much. But one thing that sat, well, two things actually that, or actually three, that did not quite sit right with me with Pastor Dollar, while sitting under him for that short period of time, I remember him asking for money to help to buy a plane. When myself and God knows how many other people barely had enough money to catch bus for the you know for the week for work, and I'm like, if God really called you to preach the gospel and go around the world, well, hey, just buy a ticket. You can sit first class since you guys like being treated like celebrities or just sit and coach like everybody else. We all get in there at the same time now, right? That's, that's how I look at it. I don't I don't mind waiting 20 minutes for a, uh, for a soda and a pack of peanuts. Doesn't matter to me. I don't care. And I'm like, hmm. And I was very young as far as accepting Christ. Now, I had accepted Christ probably like a few months earlier in another small storefront church on an Easter Sunday in 1997. And then I ended up over at his church because that other church I was just visiting, and it was somewhere in some part of Georgia. I don't even remember where, where it was. And 
there was a lady that I worked with back then that attended Creflo's church. And I used to like how he would, you know, preach and teach on the television because, you know, back then I was young and wet behind the ears. I'm not, it's not like today where God has finally opened up my two eyes, my spirit, and I'm able to understand things. And that did not sit too well with me. But I remember often he had this prosperity message. And the strangest thing, it was like my life was a total opposite of what he was preaching. Here I was saved, trying to live right, but yet tithing and, you know, doing what I'm supposed to do or what I thought I was supposed to do or what I was told I was supposed to do as far as tithing. But yet it seemed like the, the sworn of locusts was just eating everything. So here I am, this young convert, I don't know, and here he is preaching this. Here I am tithing faithfully, but yet my finances are being devoured. So, of course, I'm angry. And who do you think I'm angry with? God, because I don't know better. Because I'm like, something must be wrong here. Because I'm like, before I got saved, I didn't really have problems with money. I had money. But the moment you tell me that I, I, I finally come into the faith and now I'm tithing and all of a sudden I'm trying to live right here and then my finances are suffering. But you see what happened. A lot of times in those mega churches, they call you to the altar. It's just a number. It's about numbers. And, but they don't really tell you what it is to truly be a Christian and really walk as a Christian. That would be something I would learn later on in life. And at this point, it's been 20 something years. But I had to go through so much to learn the truth. And that is until 2009, when God allowed me to find a true True, true, not just preacher or pastor, but really a teacher because I came from a teaching ministry. I didn't really come from a preaching ministry. And like I said, if you listen to my past episodes, I didn't come in a fool because after leaving Creflo and along the way, I've, I've learned stuff. So when I came to my former pastor's ministry, I was no fool. And I definitely, when I left, I definitely was a no fool. And today, I'm definitely no fool. I'm not going to say I'm an expert, but I ain't no fool. I could promise you that one. Now, I remember when I left and I went, I moved back to New York. And this was in 19, May of 97, actually. And I remember tuning into him, you know, because he was kind of like your pastor. So you kind of want to hear what he has to say. And like I said, I enjoyed his teachings, but it was something strange to me. I remember saying, but why is he always preaching about money? And back then I didn't even know anything. It was just something in my spirit. Like, and nobody, trust me, no one needed money more than me. But I'm like, to me, this is not what the gospel is supposed to be all about. 
And back then I was wet behind my ears. But even though I was wet behind my ears, there was something in me that was still telling me that there's just something about this message that is not correct. Okay, this is 1997. You're talking like how many years ago? About 25 years ago, right? Yeah, about 25 years ago. So you're talking about half the age. Well, let me just be quiet as far as my age right now. But anyway, and it, 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 it seemed like every time you tuned in, it was always about prosperity. And I'm like, but wait, don't they teach about repentance? Like, what about the part where you have to repent? And you, you would never really hear any messages on this. And as time went by, God slowly started to open my eyes. And by the grace of God, I was able to pull away from all those um, so-called mega church pastors that I used to listen to via TBN and the whole nine yards today. I don't, I, I, I don't listen to no, I don't even want to hear nothing they got to say unless they looking to truly repent. I'm, I'm just going to be honest with you. Um, I am, I am repulsed if that's the correct word. I am appalled. You know, I, I, I can't even, I can't even listen for a second to anything that comes out of their mouth because everything that comes out of their mouth practically is just lies. But however, I'm always thankful and grateful when I see one repents because repentance is not just for me. It's for every one of us. Now, the third issue that I had with Creflo, I remember doing the baptism in his church, but I had accepted Christ in this other old storefront church on an Easter Sunday of 97, March 31st, 1997. So I did baptism in his church. And I remember after they ducked us in the pool, they took us back in a room. And this is something, this is the first time I'm saying it publicly. I've, I've spoken it in my previous church, so it's not news if anyone from there is listening. Um, because they've heard me say it before, and not just once, but I've said it numerous times. And he, they took us to the back. And they told us to speak in tongues. And if we could not speak in tongues, you were considered as not being saved. But guess what? That's 25 years ago. I still can't speak in tongues because that's not my, and I remember going to work the next day and this lady, I'll never forget her, Miss Sue. Oh, she was such a blessing that, oh my God, talk about a true woman of God. You know, I, I thank God for the Miss Sue's and the Miss Frankie's, you know, the, the mothers, the true mothers of the church. And I was explaining, she saw that I was down and she said, what happened? I said, well, you know, I went forward. I got baptized. She says, that's good. I see it, but I don't think I'm saved. She was like, what do you mean? She said, I said, because I can't speak in tongues. And do you know, I went home after that um, incident and I tried to practice. Listen, I didn't know. Uh, when I think back about it, now I'm like, Lord, help me. Could I have been stupider? Mm -mm. I went home 
see me trying to practice. I am not lying to you to speak tongues because I'm like, I got to be saved. I want to be saved. And I am practicing trying and for nothing. And I was so depressed. And when I went to work the next day, I told her, and I never forgot, she pulled out her Bible. And I believe it was the book of Acts because this is a long time ago now. And she said, do you believe Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior? I said, yes. She said, did you? I said, yes. And she pulled her Bible. And she opened it, I believe it was to Acts, if I remember correctly. And she showed me the different gifts in the body of Christ. And I now forgot the passage where some, you know, some they have the gift of tongues, some, you know, whatever the different gifts are. And to this day, I still do not know how to speak in tongues because it's not my gift. My gift is the gift of discernment. That's where my gift is. And it is sharp. Ooh, if I had a choice to choose between one or the other, I'm thankful for the one I have. Because what does it profit if I can speak in tongues, but yet I have no love? Or better yet, if I can speak in tongues, but yet I can't see them demons from afar? What difference does it mean if I can speak in tongues, but yet the pastor is making fools out of me? But discernment, hmm, discernment? That is something. I thank God for discernment. I thank God for wisdom. And every year, as I, he adds a year to my life, I always pray coming into that birthday, give me more discernment. Give me more wisdom. Give me more knowledge. Give me more understanding. But back then, I didn't know these things. And I thank God for that lady that knew the word. And she pulled that Bible out and she showed me. And from that day, I remembered that. Because I was walking away thinking, oh my God, I'm not saved. Because I cannot speak in tongues. I can't speak in tongues still. I'm just going to be honest. And there's folk that can speak in tongues, but they have no discernment and no love. So that was my third problem that I had with Pastor Creflo Dollar. And eventually, like I said, through the years, I would go on and move away from him and all of those prosperity, gospel, teaching, preachers, pastors, wolves, sheep, well, wolves and and thieves. Now, as far as Creflo's confession, he knew what he was doing. And I would have preferred if he had just, like I said before, I was wrong, please forgive me, throw away the books and all of that. Don't say that you did not understand. He did understand. They they knew what they, he knew what he was doing, just like the rest of them. They know exactly what they are doing. They kind of remind me of people back home in the Caribbean that know they're doing wrong, but their mentality is, I'm going to keep doing wrong, and when I get ready to die, I'm going to lay on my bed and confess my sins. Like, do you, know you, do you even know if you'll make it to your deathbed? Suppose God just strikes you out, strike you down. How many people haven't been struck down? 
And I'm sure if you do follow me, I haven't made a post or episode and God knows I wasn't even know if I wanted to come back to this podcast to be truthful. When the year started, who would have told me <laughs> that my ex would be would be dead at such a young age? Who would have told me that I would have been there by the grace of God to help lead that way? I would have told them they lied. Something that was just supposed to be a routine. Hospital visit, some recovery, and for him to head back home. Never happened. Never happened. You don't know, you don't know when your time is. You don't know when your time is coming. So that's what Creflo reminds me of. People that know they're doing wrong, but maybe something's, maybe there's something going on with him there. So he's coming a little clean, but he's not coming totally clean. And that's where I have the problem. He needs to come completely clean. Or if he wants to do it real right, he can start by giving back some of that money that he has enriched himself, both him and his family, off of the backs of poor people, including my own self, who have tithed into his ministry and his propaganda teachings and preachings. You know, he has made millions and millions and millions of, uh, of dollars off of the backs of poor people. You have many true men of God out there, even women. And I'm not talking in roles of pastor again. Your woman, you're supposed to be no pastor, okay? And if you have a problem with that, take it up with the Lord. But there are women out there on the forefront. Watch women. I'm one of those watch women. Prayer warriors, truly standing up there fighting for God's kingdom, calling out evil. Do you know what it is to speak up and call out evil? <laughs> mm. Ask the charlatans. That's why they're quiet most of the time. But I fear God more than I fear man. And like I said, them temperatures there, hey, listen, I don't, listen, I couldn't even take two or three days of the, uh, that temperature. Do you think I want to be in, 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 in the lake of burning fire eternally? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. And I guess Cruffler don't either. So he needs to do a little better somewhere. Because that confession was not totally, wholeheartedly. But I do give him some credit. I really do. Or he needs to start giving back some of that money. But he needs to do something to really prove or show indeed that he's sorry. Because I know when I mess up, I know how I feel. I know how I feel and I want to make things right. And I ain't robbed nobody. Now, I've had a lot rob me, <laughs> but I ain't robbed nobody. But much less had I, had I robbed someone, I'd have to start making some type of restitution somewhere. Now, will he ever be able to pay back everything? Probably not. 
but he needs to start somewhere. So as time goes by, we're going to see whether that so-called confession was true or not. And like I said, it's already half-heartedly because he already is stating that he did not understand or know which is a lie because that's how they built their ministry off of the backs of poor people with their prosperity tithing gospel there are many pastors out there like I said before and I'm going to talk about the pastors at this point that are truly 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 men of God out there and boy sometimes it hurts me that I don't have more to give. It bothers me. And sometimes the things I see some of them have to go through. I can't support everybody. But wherever I can, I try to do my best. So today they may get something. They might get nothing until next year because there's others that have to get. Every month I try to give to some ministry out there. That I know is doing God's. I don't even put anything into my own ministry. And the Lord has been speaking to me about that. And I need to start doing it. I really do. And the quickest thing. And you know the saddest part is. People are quick to go deep in their pockets. For these very same type of men. And then they'll come back 10 years. 20, 30 years later after they raped you. And tell you oh we didn't understand. I'm sorry. But you're quick to support them. But the true people who preaching, teaching the gospel, standing up, sounding the alarms. You're quick to hand out criticism. And very short. Unsupport, much less help. With anything. God help us. God help us. I remember I was, this was last year, I believe. Was it last year? Yeah, last year. Yeah, last year. My God, the time is flying. I was sitting at my quiet time desk downstairs, and I was reading the Bible. I don't even remember what I was reading. It had been, I don't know, it had been like maybe two weeks or maybe even three or a month after um, the Passover season. And last year I did a, I think it was a three-part, if I remember correctly. It was one of my most um, profound episodes because what God poured out of me for those three episodes, my goodness, and it, it was a fight because I, I didn't even feel like doing anything because I was, I was just getting so tired of this podcast. I'm just going to be honest. But I said, you know what? Christ died for me and I, I, need, to, I need to be grateful and put aside whatever I might be feeling and do what I'm supposed to do. And I finished taping or recording the last episode of that three-part series. I believe it was after six in the morning of Resurrection Sunday. So as I'm sitting at my desk downstairs doing my quiet time, I don't remember what I was reading, but out of nowhere I heard the Lord as clear as a bell. 
And I couldn't understand where it just came from because it wasn't that I was reading anything on the particular subject. It just came. And I heard the Lord saying, I wrote it down. I have it. It's still downstairs. The other day I happened to be looking for something. And when I pulled out the index card, there it was. And I said, wow, yeah, I remember this. I wrote down the date and the time. And the Lord revealed that this is what he said. He said, at least Judas didn't only just have remorse. He also returned the money. So in other words, what the Lord was saying to me, that Judas, which we all know, actually was more thoughtful than Benny Hinn. And he was using Benny Hinn as the reference because he still, he said, in other words, when Judas came to his realization that what he did was wrong, because he did realize what he did was wrong. The thing is he walked with the Lord, but he really didn't know the Lord. And that was what was the sad part. Because it was no difference than what he did and what Peter did. The difference is Peter was repentant and Peter's heart was completely different. And like the Lord had showed me, Peter's heart was different than Judas's heart. That even though Peter messed up, Peter knew to repent. Now Judas felt remorse. So did Peter. But the difference is Peter understood who Christ was because he was the first one to say, you're the Christ. And Peter felt remorse and he repented. Judas also betrayed Christ, felt remorse, but he did not repent. However, Judas went back to the leaders and the scribes who gave him those 30 pieces of silver. And he told them, he said, take that. I said, I, I can't have this money. He said, because I have betrayed innocent blood. And they said to him, what's that to do with us? And he just went and hung himself. And that's where he really lost it all right there. Had he, after giving the money back, repented just like Peter repented. Yes, he could have been saved because Christ died for him also. But the truth was Peter, I mean, Judas truly was never of the Lord. So it went that way. But what the Lord was showing that even though Judas might not have been of the Lord, he still felt enough remorse to give back the money because he knew it was wrong what he did. And he had, a, he had betrayed innocent blood. So my question here is, if Judas, who was of the devil, who felt remorse and took back that 30 pieces of silver and said, I don't want no part of that before going straight to hell, where he, you know, he was supposed to go. If he could do that, in other words, what the Lord was trying to show me, Benny Hinn, if he truthfully had repented and was truly, truly, truly felt remorse, godly remorse and godly repentance, he would have had to return back 
some of that money. It's been how many years now? Um, I haven't read anything that he's returned anything. So clearly, Benny Hinn has not fully repented. Because when you sit and you rape people, poor people, and there's people out there that truthfully, they don't know. They don't know. Because I, I was people that didn't know too. I was part of that crowd too. I didn't know. You got some folk that are coming in that are young in the faith. But you see what happened. Prior to finding these charlatan preachers, Starting out on my journey, I came from an era where we had true preaching, true preachers. Let me tell you, charlatans were few and far in between. Today, it's like a, it's like a trade today. Today, finding a good preacher is few and far in between. Whereas back then, finding a charlatan was few and far in between. Sexual scandal in the church, man, that was few and far in between. Seriously speaking, today, that's the norm. As soon as you come down out of the pulpit on Sunday, you just go on Zoom and you just, you know, do what you got to do. Virtually, like some of these folk. So the question, my question is here. I agree with him saying something. I give him credit for that. I'm not going to totally discredit him. I also give him credit for telling them that his teachings were wrong because indeed they were and still is as far as the rest of them goes. The rest of the people that are so-called pastors that are preaching this prosperity gospel. And I believe that the Lord is exposing a whole lot a lot. He's allowing it to come to pass. Do you know how much money I have tithed over the years? I man, I should have been a millionaire if this prosperity thing was like they said. But when I woke up, I realized I ain't tithing. I st- I, I stopped tithing like mm, let's see. I think 2018. Yeah, I stopped tithing. Now, I would give, but I stopped giving that 10%. And, I, and I, you know what I started noticing? When I stopped tithing this 10%, that's when I had more money. And I had more money to help God's kingdom by helping other ministries. Because oftentimes, you're tithing into ministries that are not of the Lord. And I remember I was living in California at this particular time. It was 2003. And I remember when I went to do my taxes, I think it was Jackson Hewitt. That, I, I don't even know if they're still around. I don't know. But anyway, I think it was one of those. And I was attending this big mega church in California. And they would give you like um, statements, you know, when you, 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 you every year you get your statement for tax purposes. And when I gave her my statement along with my other W-2s or whatever it is, I needed to do my taxes. I never forget this lady. And I still think about this lady and I give God thanks for this lady. I don't know her name. I don't know if she's still alive. But she was saying something to me back then that I could never understand at that time, you know, but very clearly understand today. And when she saw it, 
She said, um, you're sowing into dead ground. And I couldn't understand what she was saying. Cause yeah, I, I hadn't gotten to that type of level to understand them things. I didn't know. And she told me, yeah, you tithing, in, you know, you sowing into not good level. But where I'm at today is where she was back then. And she was trying to tell me something that I couldn't understand. But today I can understand because I've woken up. And I thank God and I remember her and I appreciate the fact for her standing up to say that. When you sow into ungod, you know, ungodly territory, you can't expect to get blessings or returns. And my belief, I gave because I believe if I'm eating somewhere, I should give something to help. Not only that, I want to see God's word go through. I want to help. That's my idea of money. Helping God's kingdom to go forward, to elevate the true gospel of Jesus Christ. That's what my money is for. Not for false prophets. Not for false prophets. Not for false prophets. So my question here is, I remember there were times I used to, in California, I would take out payday loans because I didn't know just to pay my tithe. And when I see, I, I, I went into so much debt because I didn't know. I felt like, oh my God, I don't have my tithe. I can't go to church. Are you serious? How many people that are probably sitting under these pastors this very minute that are thinking the way I thought back then that haven't been woken up as yet. So no, I don't, Mr. Kreflodalo cannot get uh, a pat on his back. He needs to do the right thing one way or the other. Either he needs to step up, truthfully come forward once again. Like we say back home, wheel and come again. And be honest and said, you know what? What I was doing is wrong. I repent. I ain't got no problem having mercy for that person. And then he needs to start however way God leads him to make some type of restitution. He needs to begin to start doing that. If he truly has repented. It's been years. Benny Hinn hasn't done so. And he's gone back to the same old crap, which I'm not surprised. Because when you rape somebody with all that money, how do you even sleep at night? With God watching you. So you, clearly you knew that that person hadn't truly repent, repented. Because if you have the fear of God and you, boy, I'll be giving away everything. Here you go, come. Take this back. Are you serious? There's a difference when it comes to godly repentance. Joseph's brothers sold him into slavery. But as you, we saw... They repented. They repented for doing their brother wrong. They had great remorse. Can you argue with someone that has great remorse? I can't, not even if I tried or even if I wanted to. But you know when someone is wholeheartedly and when someone is truly repentant. And like I said, I can always make amends with someone that has truly repented versus someone that just saying something to say they saying something 
and you always know the difference. Because when you truly repent, you know how it is when you truly repent, unless you ain't repentant. But if you are a repentant person, you know for yourself, when you truly repent, when we have done something that we know displeases God, how we get on our knees and we humble ourselves and we go before him, we're broken. So how do you steal all that money for 30 years, become rich, live in mansions, when some people could barely afford to pay their rents? <laughs> Poor people suffering out here. People running left and right because every day our rents are going up. Okay? Rents going up. Once upon a time, rent would go up by a 20 or $25. Now they're jumping to $100 and $200 since, since you know what. Hmm? And they living in mansions off of money that poor people have paid to them with their lies. Church, we need to learn to wake up and open our Bibles and read the word for ourselves. Ask God for wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Pray, ask God to lead you to a true pastor. And let me tell you this. Maybe you'll be shocked. The true men of God, they ain't in mega churches, okay? Oftentimes, little holes in the wall. But that's where the truth is being preached. I'm not attracted to light, smoke, and flat screen TV suits and Benzes or whatever it is that they drive. I'm attracted to where the true word of God is being preached. Even when, it ha even when it's knocking me out straight in my head. Because that means you need that part. Fix it. Yes. There's no exception for me either. There's no exception for me either. So all I can do at this point is said we have to look at further see what Kreffler does. Because... He already started off halfway, but half is still, like we, said, like we said back home, something better than nothing. So because he did something, I give him some points, but he got to do way better. He needs to start by, you knew what you were doing, and he needs to start making restitution. And it makes me wonder, what made him come forth? Something is going on. Something is going on. And if God is knocking at the door of his heart, he needs to do better. He needs to give back some of what he has stolen. Will he be able to give all? Probably not. I don't know. But he needs to start to make restitution somewhere. You don't get to rob people for 30 years knowing exactly what you were doing and then come back with an apology that you didn't understand. You full well understood what you were doing. I was just a few minutes ago reading. Well, let me see if I can pull it up because I prefer to just read it than trying to quote it. Um, was it on this one? Anyway, I was reading on one of these videos where a lady said, her and her husband started doubling their tithe. And they ended up losing their home and their business. Tithing to the church. Do you think Kreffler should keep 
what he's been preaching on for 30 years, willfully knowing what he was doing. I guess they ain't getting no tithes and offerings anymore like before because, you know, you got some folks, some of us out here, we, we, we speaking on this stuff. And there, there's people, and um, Sister Sharon, God bless her on YouTube, who has a YouTube channel, has been preaching this. I can't tell you, she's been speaking on this for years. You also have um, Mr. Minister Kevin L.A. Ewing preaching, teaching people, listen, this is wrong doctrine. People are slowly waking up. Wake up, people. Stop leaving the true people of God. Stop leaving the true servants of God behind to support false prophet pastors, wolves in sheep's clothing. Stop it. Because you too, if you continue to support them while people are sending forth the message to wake you up, but you refuse to listen and you continue to support these people because whether you know it or not, you are supporting the devil and his doctrine and his kingdom. And when you continue to take from the, you, when you continue to support them and you allow the true servants of God to fall by the wayside because they can't afford to, to do what they're doing any longer or they quit because they're tired or they become discouraged, Listen, don't think that you too will not answer. Support your local pastor who's out there preaching the gospel. Support them. Stop sending your ties to these wolves and leopards. And false prophets, P-R-O-F-I-T-S. And yes, I do know how to spell, but that's how I spell it for them. All the years you've been sitting under them, if, they, if their doctrine works so well, why is it they the only one, they and their families, the only one getting rich? You could barely give your child money for lunch, for school, but yet you're paying for their children to go to Harvard. Yet you're paying for them to live in mansions and you're short of your rent every month. Don't even have enough money to catch a bus for the week, but yet you're paying for them to drive their Lamborghinis. When are we going to wake up? Please, we need to wake up. So many things are happening. So many things are happening. How much longer are we going to stay asleep? That is the question. How much longer are we going to continue to be asleep? How much longer are we going to continue to support these false prophets? Not this girl. I'm sorry. I have no problem calling them out because they don't pay my bills. They don't pay my bills. We need to get from the point where we need to move beyond looking at large numbers, large crowds. Half the time it's manufactured. Not because something has big numbers or popular means it is of the Lord. Trust me, where the true word of God is being preached, where the truth is being preached, ain't too many folk flocking there. Because let me tell you something, boy. If you ain't living right, the truth gonna cut you. 
is either you're going to allow it to heal you or, <laughs> or you're going to run from it. But there's no way in the world where the truth is being preached that you're going to just, if you truly have a heart, are you going to continue to just walk and do the things that you do? Are you serious? God is not a man that he should lie, much less that we should even attempt to be playing with. Are you serious? So I give Kreflo some points. But he got the wheel and come again. So we're going to continue looking at Kreflo to see what Kreflo does. Because the confession is not wholeheartedly. Or it's lacking some stuff in other words. It's, so it can't be wholeheartedly because he knew what he was doing. He, he did. He knew what he was doing. He knew exactly what he was being used to do. So I do hope and pray that people can wake up. And like he said, throw away every book, every tape, every video. And I do commend him very much for that. I really do. Because he still did a whole lot more than many. At least it ain't, oh God, my wife gonna leave me. Oh. <laughs> I'm gonna lose my ministry. At least he still said, throw away. And he said, if I don't ever get invited to any other church, I don't care. So there's a lot of hope and promise there. But he still got some ways to go. But I still give him credit for getting that far. But he still needs to go further. He needs to give back some of that money. So we will see what Mr. Creflo Dollar is going to do. And if indeed his confession is truly true. And, you know, I pray truthfully for more to come forward and come forth truthfully. Come forth truthfully. You've had many true men of God that never got their rightful dues and they did God's work. You know, when I think about true men of God, I think about the late A.A. A. Allen. I thank God for this man. Oh my God, I just discovered him. I, I believe it's like a couple of months ago and I've been working on a piece of, you know, um, pertaining to him and I've been getting some heavy attacks. Some heavy, heavy attacks. I'm not surprised because he himself was getting heavy attacks when he was here doing the work of God. And I thank God for men like the late Al Cuppet, the late Russ Dizdar, Pastor Inouye Tukanwa, Pastor Jerome Davison, Apostle John Enuma, Pastor Charles Lawson, I love him, Pastor the late Wynne Worley, Pastor John Enuma, Pastor Raphael Grant, Reverend K.L. Blessing, and many others out there whose names you mightn't even know. Dr. Jonathan Hansen and World World Warning Ministries. Pastor John Terrell. King Richie, Pastor King Richie Ran. Or Ran Richie, I think it is. I always get his name mixed up. 
Pastor Elvis Newhart. And of course, I can't forget Pastor Sam Nix, who came up under the late A.A. Allen and so many others out there that are fighting on the front line and have been for many years. Many don't even take a, a paycheck. They work ordinary jobs. A lot of them did as they share the gospel of Jesus Christ and hopes of winning souls for God's kingdom. Let me see what else, if there's anything else that I wanted to touch on here. Yeah, these prosperity preachers, teachers, whatever you want to call them, are all charlatans. And they're all cut from the same cloth. They come from the same master who is Satan. They know exactly what, who they are, what they're doing. And they know exactly what they have done. The key is we pray that they truly repent. And to repent properly. Repent of their wrongdoings. And I pray that the Lord continues to deal and to expose these charlatans. And I also pray that God continue to grant supernatural strength to the true men, the true soldiers that are out there on the front line, and provision, protection, and preservation in the mighty name of Jesus. And that is the end of this episode. Until the next time.